0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem.
1: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westman demands. Now, this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you.
0: I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing
1: enough. Iris, I have a tip for you.
0: Don't take drugs! Or Whatever Movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris, and I'm here with my older brother. Wesley. Today we're talking a movie from 2022, a new release still in theaters and available for rent, Uncharted.
1: So do you see how important and influential uh, Big Brother figures are?
0: The Big Brother example is of a dude who basically abandoned his little brother, which isn't exactly model Big Brother behavior.
1: You don't know. You're no fan of the Uncharted video game series, of which I played all of them, except for the stupid one that was made by a different company, and you can only play on PS Vita, the handheld one.
0: I'm assuming that almost everything that was cheesy or random in Uncharted, the film, had to do with like some kind of fan service.
1: Dude, you assume correctly. This film is a cobbled together series of sequences taken directly from the video game. And their idea of changing it up in this movie is like, oh, but in the video game, Sam said this, and in the movie, Nate said this, or Sully, or the girl, or whatever.
0: Otherwise, you're saying that this is adhering pretty closely to a narrative in the video game or just like action sequences in the video game?
1: Well, both storylines taken changed around a little bit, but almost every major set piece is like, oh, that's from Uncharted 2 or that's from a Thief's End, Uncharted 4 and stuff. And look, I played every single one of those games uncharted was the reason i bought a ps4 i mean i'm an uncharted fan a big one those games are awesome but this thing was rife with easter eggs and and, and hints and nods to the fan service and i just didn't remember any of it so how important is it
0: uh well considering i had zero context i'd say it's pretty important because i was like (laughs) what's going on (coughs) there's pirate ships and all this double crossing
1: there is a lot of double crossing in the games
0: all i came away with from the movie experience was wow, Tom Holland's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, For some reason, he said that he regrets his take on Nathan Drake. He played it weird, at least to him, and he doesn't like his performance in this movie. But I thought he was great, and he was perfectly likable, and and he's a compact little athletic dude that that lends... You know, it's nice to see him not in the Spider-Man mask, but I think he did a good job. He looks nothing like Nathan Drake. I mean, your boy, Nathan Fillion, looks super like Nathan Drake. It's got to be modeled after him. And he played Nate in a fan-made... Uncharted short film kind of thing, but he's a little long on the tooth to huh. play Nate.
0: Is it a commonly held belief that the Uncharted character was based on Nathan Fillion?
1: Yes, very much so. And, you know, they you, you want to set up and cast for longevity, and uh, I don't know that Nathan Fillion would have it around for the three Uncharteds or whatever they're hoping to make.
0: Yeah, they clearly set up the sequel here, but Tom Holland, who really ca- carries this as best he can, was channeling some Michael J. Fox- charm and athleticism <laughs> is that weird
1: well no I, I didn't think about it he's got that kind of perpetually young look but also because he's super young like his his version of the michael j fox scream is like when he goes no 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 no
0: <laughs> and the michael j fox scream sounds like what it's just like waah, <laughs> But Michael J. Fox was, like, perpetually sliding over the hoods of cars and surfing on skateboards and being all athletic-y.
1: You said surfing on skateboards, which only passes because of the hoverboard thing.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) what was Uncharted about?
0: Um, I feel like Uncharted can be summed up in its trailer, which was great and very... When I saw the trailer... (laughs) When I saw the trailer... The (laughs) untrailer. When I saw the trailer in the theaters, I think it was before seeing Spider-Man... I was like, damn, that looks good. Like, I was super excited. <laughs> and then when we watched Uncharted, I was like, man, I'm kind of really glad we didn't see this in the theater. Is that bad?
1: We saw it in the theaters. For some reason, Kelly Ray really wanted to go. And so I wonder, was it like Mark Wahlberg? Was it Tom Holland? I don't know. But she also played the games with me. And I want, did Brian actually play the games?
0: No, neither of us.
1: So it looks like my era, Brian's era, Indiana Jones, which is a direct ripoff. You know, not, not a rip off, but it's an homage. And they even, what's weird is that Indiana Jones exists in the Uncharted universe. He asks her, like, since when are you Indiana Jones?
0: Wow, meta. So what kind of game is Uncharted?
1: It's an action-adventure game, like a treasure hunter game, a Tomb Raider-type style game, Indiana Jones style. And he runs and climbs and raids tombs and... Then all the action stops down, and you have to solve some stupid puzzle for 20 minutes, or you're, you know, there's stuff falling down and people chasing you, and you have gunfights and car chases and all this cool stuff. But then you enter a room and you're like, oh, it's the puzzle. And you can't move ahead until you figure out that where you got to turn the stone thing, and the stone thing links up to this and it makes a symbol. And then you got to turn it the other way. It drives me like I literally hand the controller to Kelly and go to the bathroom. I hate, hate the puzzles. Mm. And it's a big thing in games. Yeah. But uh, but it's great. It's got uh, you know, these these really cool physics and this three D digital environment of climbing and jumping and everything. Uncharted was really good at, at having a, a relatively seamless environment with a smooth engine where things would all of a sudden collapse or fall apart or something would come crashing through the wall or whatever. And it was unexpected in, in that way. It's pretty fun.
0: And is it as crazy and as unrealistic as the movie?
1: It's pretty harrowing. And some of the the chases and, and action set pieces are spectacular, at least for games. It feels totally chaotic. Where you think, okay, I'm on this ledge, and it's going to stay stable until I'm ready to jump to the next ledge, but it's not. It's crumbling all around you, and there's fireballs and junk. I don't re- remember fireballs, but <laughs> it, there's definitely stuff on fire and collapsing all around you.
0: I found this to be really kind of perplexing. Is Uncharted in the game, is there all kinds of parkour? Yeah. So like Nate Drake is like running on walls, like tick tick boom. Well, style. I don't know
1: about parkour in the, in a traditional sense, but he's definitely running around and using unconventional means and losing his balance and being like crap, crap, oh crap. That's like his signature catchphrase.
0: <laughs> okay, there was a lot of him like flipping over banisters and running on walls and jumping onto light light fixtures. So I guess that's all in line.
1: Yeah, but that's Tom. That's Tom Holland. He's Billy Elliot. <laughs>
0: I want to dance the ballet.
1: (laughs) The ballet? That's what he says in Billy Elliot. But he's super agile and if he can do those things he will. Is there a cat? A cat? Yeah. Mr. Whiskers or whatever. Sully has a cat. They're so on the nose. So you run the risk, obviously, of having a video game movie where legions of fans know only the game. This is the game's multiples. This is the first movie incarnation. So you pay, I think, a direct homage, but you want to see a new adventure. It's like a new Uncharted game, but not one that you're playing, right? And instead, they kind of took the familiar tropes. It's like, we get it. It's Uncharted. But you know that they have all the nods, and I'm sure that even not having played the game when they walk up on the beach and the dude asks him what happened to them and he's like oh I had something obviously you're like okay well that's someone affiliated with the game right
0: yeah I was like that guy's coming back right
1: well, no, he's the voice of Nathan Drake in the video game. And people are like, it's the dude and he's the voice. And it's just, it was the most ham-handed cameo I've ever seen. Oh, because he's the voice. <laughs> and it was taken directly from the game.
0: Okay, so if you, and if you don't have any context for the game, which I didn't, I like projected onto his, the little look he gives at the end is like a knowing look, like that he was going to come back into, like he was, right? you know, he was like tracking he's them. a plan. And,
1: He's yes. the spy. He's the informant, right? And and that's the problem, is that if you don't know, it reads weird.
0: Very weird.
1: So here's my question. Obviously draws a lot of inspiration from Indiana Jones and from the game itself. But the end scene with the helicopters and the pirate ships is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, right? The, where where do you, where are you anchoring so that those ships could be completely intact and scraping off the rocks and swinging back and forth, right? Right. I mean Titanic is crumbling. You can't even lift Titanic anymore. They like they can't raise it to the surface. And those ships would have fallen apart immediately, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Instead, they're being suspended by helicopters and anchored to see the the seafloor.
1: And so and so it's elevating other movies it has you know very indiana jones but it's more fantastical i mean arguably but it's also like the goonies a little bit right it's like it's like the goonies for gamers or something
0: i'm gonna accept that although i completely rejected when brian was brian said something about when they are entering the cave and the ships are there and he he made a goonies reference i was like how dare you compare the goonies (laughs) to
1: uncharted
0: i was all offended well
1: It's unavoidable. I mean, if they're not pirates and they're with a pirate ship, they're the Goonies.
0: Yeah, okay, fair.
1: So the question is, knowing that it draws from these other fantastical movies, which may or may not have supernatural elements, we discussed whether or not there was anything supernatural going on in the Goonies, but uh, at what point do these kinds of movies, the treasure hunting movies, become farce? I mean, because Indiana Jones was itself a send-up of the 50s action explorer serials. Mm. And The Goonies was obviously a kid's movie. But this movie, like, you can just kind of have fun with it, right? And be like, this is an alternate universe where this is plausible. And the pirate ships could be hoisted around. Nobody believes that they could be, like, a bunch of people signed up for archaeology and after Indiana Jones. And paleontology after Jurassic Park. Right. And- are there people who are like, this is what being an explorer is? It's almost <laughs> as the, like this globetrotting element, it felt super dated to me where you would think that that's actually the case. Like, I wonder if they're little kids, this felt very much like an 80s adventure Where you can afford to be naive and you still think that there are places that are actually uncharted. When in reality, the catacombs under Rome are like right across the grate from the Papa John's. (laughs) Man, (laughs) talk about awkward product placement.
0: Well, first they, the secret chamber like lets out into a club and then Sully's in heaven and he's like right above the catacombs. And yeah, you're right. It's like a fast food joint.
1: And the awkwardness is that these places definitely exist. You know, we've been to Europe and you have like hundreds of years old buildings and marble and, and limestone and junk. And there's like a subway in there, like a Papa John's. <laughs> It's very weird, but to, to have him be like in a in a Papa John's with the obvious product placement while they're, you know, 30 feet below him in ancient catacombs, it never really felt immersive in the way that Indiana Jones did. And maybe that's because I was immersed as a kid. For Goonies, I was a kid where you think that under the Fratelli's, you know, little hideout through the grate underneath the, the fireplace or whatever, there's a vast pirate ship cavern.
0: And you just go with it. Whereas, yep. and, and I, I mean, couldn't go with it. You can't go with this. It's ridiculous. It's hard to go with this because everything feels very convenient and a little obvious. Like I knew that the secret message in the postcard was hidden in the burn reveal thing. Right. They set that up in the beginning and the keys and the thing. They were like, it has to be now I'm mixing like examples here, but they were like, you know, has to be two people Terminator style to get the, the microchip and blah, blah, blah. But like one person could have easily turned both those keys. Did you notice that they were within arm's distance of each other?
1: (laughs) You don't know. You, You need synchronicity or something. I have no idea.
0: I mean, I just, everything felt a little convenient, a little too convenient for me to feel really invested. Like I was either ahead of it or I was like, or the characters made it seem really easy.
1: If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's
1: advocate here. Let's
0: see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem.
1: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
0: With all of these you know, adventure treasure map movies, like with Chester Copperpot, like at least they established that they were somebody who went after this stuff and then didn't make it. This felt like so ripe and easy for the taking.
1: Yeah, but not something that uh, Moncada could have done herself. Or or uh, swiper no swiping. They needed the help.
0: <laughs> Who's swiper no swiping? Antonio Banderas.
1: Um, swiper no swiping. The Braddock character. Oh, the, the chick with the bad hair.
0: Yeah. What was up with that hair? Was that video game hair?
1: I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't remember this being an actual character. But I could be wrong. But Antonio Banderas, they were like, "Hey, we want you to be in an R-uncharted movie." And he's like, "Okay, I will be there." And then that's like he filmed for a couple of days in his suit and was out of there. Yeah. And they're right. like, "Okay, but we need you on the plane," and he's like, "Okay, I will go on the plane." And then they killed him, and he's like, "Okay, but I don't want to get messy." And they like cut she got like cut his throat, <laughs> and there was none blood. There were two
0: little drops on each end.
1: Oh, so crappy. <laughs> And, like, why bother to cut his throat? Like, you could have done it off screen like they did in The Dark Knight where there's, like, a music sting. It's like, and the guy, like, falls out of frame. But you see it from behind if you're not going to do the blood. Like, that was like a paper cut.
0: It it really was. They were like, this suit is a rental. Can we please not get blood on it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a jugular. It should should be, his whole body should be spilling out onto the floor.
1: Right? (laughs) So as a person who didn't play the games and with convenient set pieces, maybe kind of all you got is the likability of Tom Holland and still the likability, strangely, of Mark Wahlberg. Is it weird to be like, oh, I like Mark Wahlberg. Hopefully that'll that'll work out well. But for this role, you kind of need the likability of the stars. And then was there anything for you in the betrayals? the role reversals and and did you figure that the girl was just gonna like backstab them and stuff and try to make off on her own
0: i mean the likability of nathan drake has everything to do with his belief in the goodness of people but also he's not naive and he's not like setting himself up for
1: betrayal no he set her up preemptively
0: but he gives her a chance right he gives her a chance to show her true nature so he leaves the coordinates I'm pretty sure he's going to let her in on the correct coordinates should they go on this adventure together. But he gives her an opportunity and because she acts on her lesser nature, she gets the wrong ones, although somehow actually finds the right ones. Um, So he's he's got all the gold in his pocket. So it's happy ending all around. You know, maybe it's not the six billion or whatever that they were hoping for, but they made out okay.
1: Yeah, it's enough to carry over for the next movie they got to have the means to go on another globe-trotting treasure hunt.
0: Sure. And back to Mark Wahlberg, whom I'm sure will be back in the next movie. Also, I... I don't know. Oh, really?
1: Only contracted for one... He only signed on for one movie, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Okay. Well, maybe that's just a strategic uh, negotiation position, but I agree. He's a very likable guy. Whenever I think of Mark Wahlberg, I think about how he doesn't play in Japan. Like, his kind of good looks aren't the kind of good looks that They appreciate in Asia, (laughs) like Asians appreciate the um, kind of boyish good looks of like a Leonardo DiCaprio, whom they go crazy for, but not the Mark Wahlbergs of the world. Do you know about this?
1: No, I don't. But if only there was like a boyish Leonardo DiCaprio looking type dude in this movie, he could maybe sell (laughs) overseas.
0: So Tom Holland is doing the heavy lifting in terms of uh, drawing in the audiences in Asia but I always think about I always think about that. I don't know where I read that, but like there's something Maybe
1: it's because Mark Wahlberg is like the most American dude ever. He really like you, is. Like like if you're in, in Japan and you're in school and they're like, Let's draw an American. They would totally draw Mark Wahlberg <laughs> in his Joe Bell hat or his the uh Matt Damon in his
0: Stillwater? What was the movie?
1: Yeah, in the Stillwater outfit. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say Americana is like a blend of Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon, right? <laughs>
1: yep, in all their various roles.
0: <laughs> um, but he he's really likable and even something about their charm as flat as it was, you know, their chemistry. I was like, oh, "Okay, fine." They were trying so hard and, and there was something kind of even likable about that. Basically what I'm saying is I didn't fault either the actors for their performances or for their lack of chemistry. I kind of blamed it all on the writing because the actors themselves are just so darn likable.
1: Yeah, there was something, though, in the conversational nature of some of their exchanges. So It was a little bit fast and a little bit quippy, but it wasn't terrible. Like, I enjoyed their repartee, and that's part and parcel for the game as well, where you have, uh, you know, extended dialogue sequences and stuff. And it's meant to be clever and contemporary, as opposed to, you know, uh, swipe or no swiping, kind of just being steely-eyed and murderous kind of all the time. (laughs) double crossy you know she's a tough gal because she's like fierce looking and all determined and like a terminator
0: i guess braddock was never a double crosser she was always an evil person that you had to stay far away from but the chloe character was i guess a little bit more nuanced
1: yeah, and that's what I'm I'm getting at. If the sequences feel contrived and they feel video game-like, which they undoubtedly were, was there at least some intrigue in the idea that you didn't exactly know what the character motivations were and, like, I didn't see her double-crossing them or whatever, or was it all completely obvious?
0: Well, everyone was always warning Tom Holland about everyone else double-crossing him. I really couldn't believe that Sully would be a bad dude. I could get behind that maybe he's, like, a gray dude like somewhere in between but not a bad dude
1: and this is definitely the young uncharted he is gray-haired in the video game but also you know mark this thing has been around for so long and uncharted has been around for so long that mark Wahlberg was up for the nathan drake role and then he aged and aged and it took a long time. And then he dropped out of that and was cast as, as Sully instead. But definitely the younger Sully because Nathan Drake is easily 10, 15 years older in the games than he is in the movie.
0: Is it weird that I kind of thought that maybe Sully would be revealed to be Elder Drake? How so? There was some brotherly love going on where I was like, is he actually Sam Drake?
1: Oh, Sam. Um, Yeah, I mean... All this is set up for a sequel. It's all well established in the video game. Sam is there in multiple flashbacks, and then in and spoiler, he takes part in some of the later games. So the revelation in the post credit scene that Sam is alive is just fodder for the sequel. It's just setting it up.
0: In the jail, like writing Nathan yet another postcard,
1: and 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 Sam is ready to be a character because there are characters in the first game that don't factor in that we're waiting to see. This is you know young Nathan Drake, and he will meet his paramour later on i don't know it just felt like an old style action adventure fantasy movie from a different era. i guess that's what i'm getting at it felt like a different era pretty much consistently
0: i'm all about this genre i think it's super fun and family friendly and inspires so much imagination i guess
1: you remember like we were talking about the goonies and rosita yeah finding the jewels and that language barrier was like a thing that was funny in the 80s, in the early 90s, where people talk in funny accents, and that's hilarious. Uh-huh. And, like, the dude, Stephen Waddington, is credited as the Scotsman.
0: Right. And
1: the whole his whole gimmick as a tough guy is that he talks funny.
0: Right, and that Tom Holland can't understand a thing he's saying.
1: Yeah, it's just a brogue. That felt like oddly dated 80s humor to me.
0: And Tom Holland, being British himself, probably could really understand that.
1: No way. Nathan Drake is as American as apple pie. Nathan Nathan Drake is as American as Mark Wahlberg. Uh,
0: (laughs) You know, I could totally, even though I hadn't played the games, I could totally feel that moment when he puts on that holster harness. What do you call those things?
1: I don't know, like a shoulder harness.
0: Shoulder holster. When he puts that on, I'm like, okay, obviously this is a fan service moment where everyone's like going, oh my God, he's got the guns. And I can appreciate that, right? Like it was a little obvious, but I still thought it was pretty cool. I mean, when he's, he's very athletic on the ships and it's cool to see him actually starting to use guns. I mean, I guess he's supposed to be just like a normal kid, but he works out a lot. And so he's just capable of being agile and combative when he needs to be. Is that his backstory?
1: Yeah, we got his training montage up front, all buff Tom Holland, like doing his little exercises and calisthenics and stuff.
0: Like just for the fun of it, like just to you know be ready for whatever whatever may come.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think there are relatively few people who could pull off roles like this. I mean, it's why Tom Holland is everywhere. But he did say that even that this one kicked his butt. Like Spider-Man, he's so thankful that Spider-Man can wear a mask because a lot of the Spider-Man stuff flying around was digital. Mm -hmm. But uh, the action sequences, like the boxes, you know, obviously it wasn't filmed out of a plane. But he said it was the most intense and difficult action scene he had ever filmed. And uh, he a lot of stuff, a lot of practical on wires, realistic kind of stunts that he does because Tom Holland can do that stuff. Doesn't mean it's easy.
0: I know that there's a lot that they can do with visual and special effects now, even with like face replacement-y stuff. But he seems capable of doing it. He's There's a lot of flailing around.
1: Yeah. And you gotta, because in the Uncharted world, stuff just falls apart, except for multi-hundred years old pirate ships. Those are sturdy as the day they were crafted.
0: Okay, so what were the best Uncharted video game
1: moments? There was a pretty sweet horse chase in Uncharted 3, I believe it was you're being chased by jeeps and stuff there was a stellar car chase where you're kind of inside the car and uh and they're they're converging on all sides and you know it's like okay here's the car chase the road is clear ahead here's where you gun it to get away and then bam a car knocks you off that road onto another totally different track like off-road and it's uh it's chaotic that's the beauty of uncharted is because the chaos allows you to not understand like you're when you're in those sequences and you're trying to navigate video game sequences you are literally looking for the next stable ledge that's not on fire or that's not crumbling or the road that leads to the exit, right? And that it continually knocks you off balance where you're forced to rethink, oh, that road that was in front of you got totally smashed and you have to go a different way and climb the wall and do all the parkour stuff.
0: Whoever made the Uncharted trailer like props to them because they really they completely re- rewrote the story, right? There's pirate ships floating around at the very top of the trailer. There was even that deleted scene in the trailer between Sully and Nate, where he's In like... the
1: outfit discussion? <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I do think that the, the banter worked for me within the scope of what Uncharted was. Like plot-wise, was it just like, now we got to go here, and now we got to do the thing and get the keys, and uh-oh, betrayal and climbing on the building and stuff. But it felt fun and conversational and not too ham-handed.
0: Uh, you mean they're talking about the chemistry?
1: Yeah, and just the general scripted banter was fun.
0: Overall, the the film feels a little phoned in. You know, the, in this genre, which I love, this fantasy adventure genre. So much of what makes it real is the production design. Felt like the production design was pretty kind of phoned in. Like that journal was like every journal that you would possibly, you know, like yeah, it's the-, the
1: Grail Diary.
0: The, exactly except it was like the consumer product version that you could buy
1: yep and you probably will be able to
0: <laughs> and um when they're in that crypt you know and they're like searching around he's got his little flashlight on i'm like why is he using a flashlight it's like perfectly lit and there's all there's like hundreds of candles why are those candles on <laughs> like this is like an ancient crypt anyway this is like the theme park ride of uncharted as as a movie and it doesn't mean that it wasn't enjoyable It just means that it wasn't quite as immersive as other classics in this genre. But for me, Uncharted felt kind of random and kind of boring. Pretty
1: convenient. Like no one went through that glowing underwater cave entrance to the uh, pirate ships before Nate. He's like, I figured it out. No one had ever gone through there. Never. And... No one had discovered the pirate ships, even though they were bathed in sunlight from the uh, <laughs> from the fishers in the rock above.
0: Of course. Exactly.
1: Obviously, video games are tough and the vast majority of them suck. And apparently this one sucked because the critical reviews are not favorable. Ironically, praising Tom Holland's performance above most of it for his likability when he hates his performance in this movie. But uh, multiple, you know, took more than a decade to bring to the screen and then even longer because they went on set in Berlin and shot for one day and then everything shut down for COVID.
0: Oh, man. And
1: so they finally brought everyone back and stuff and it was multiple delays to get it to the screen and then it finally got to the screen and you didn't even see it in the theater. Nope. There may be a sequel. There may not. I don't think it's beneficially greenlit. But all the places are in pieces. are the pieces are in place <laughs> for the Uncharted sequel with the likable Tom Highland, the you know the likable Mark Wahlberg, and Swiper. No swiping. She died, right? So guess not thankfully hopefully we'll get a villains with better hair in the next i don't
0: know swipe or no swiping just falls into the ocean oh no she gets crushed by
1: the ship can't hate it exotic locations looked pretty looked fun set pieces or whatever not following along it wasn't great it was an all right movie
0: and there you got it an all right from wes a boring from iris for boring
1: wow you were bored with all the actiony set pieces
0: i gotta fall one way or the other yep the trailer was a good (laughs)
1: <laughs> the trailer is Can we do
0: a separate discussion just about the trailer? Yep. I mean, it's impossible to compare Piranha 2 with Uncharted, and yet I gave Piranha good for being what it was. You can't blame a snake for being a snake, but I can say that Uncharted, with all of its pieces, could have been a better film. So that's. Our discussion on Uncharted, a film still in theaters and available for rent and purchase via VOD, a 2022 film. If you enjoyed this discussion or any of a number of the other discussions that we, dis- that we brought up during this discussion, please subscribe to our podcast. Please support us on Patreon please call us or text us and leave us a voicemail or text message at 818-835-0473 or send us an email at orwhatevermovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. We love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. We oh, got
1: this chair. No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.
0: Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day?